Thank you for tuning in to the Trinity Temple Podcast, coming to you from Arkadelphia, Arkansas. It is our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing in your life. I had a brain. You have a brain. Our brains are very unique and very powerful. Even though you've not thought about an event that took place 10 or 20 or 30 or plus years that happened years ago, the details of that event are stored in the memory banks of your brain. How many know we don't have a memory problem? We have a recall problem because your brain remembers it. But it takes the right trigger for your ability to recall it. Let me give you an example this morning. I'm sure that none of you have thought about this prior to church. If you did, we need to have a more in-depth conversation later on. But how many can remember the events that took place around the very first person you kissed? Chances are you recall their name. You can recall where that kiss happened. And if your mind is thinking too hard on it right now, you need to stop. (laughs) Again, with the right trigger, the brain can rewind to an event that happened years ago. You see, it is graduation season. Uh, We graduated several yesterday at Arkadelphia. We graduated them from uh, Washita, from different, from Henderson, from different universities and colleges. It is the graduation season. And can you recall yours? Now, for some of us, it may have been yesterday, Michaela, Jalen, yesterday. You don't have to go back very far. For some, we have to go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Am I getting close? 40? 50, 60, I mean, but our, our brain has the ability to store the events. I can still remember sitting on the football field at Southside High School, getting ready to graduate and having a pocket full of firecrackers that I was going to light just as soon as it was over. Jesus, forgive me. I remember that event. Those of you who are parents, you can rewind to the moment that you had kids. I can still detail, tell you the events surrounding my oldest son Caleb's birth. It was a crazy day. I'm not going to get into it, but it was a crazy, crazy, and I can remember Joshua's. I mean, totally different, and I guess that's why they're totally different kids. But you can remember, if you've given birth, you can remember the events of that day. If you're a grandparent and were able to be there at that grandchild's birth, you, you, can, re- you can recall that that child was angelic from the moment it arrived. Amen, see? This week I engaged in a conversation uh, with some folks about gas prices. I can remember, I'm going back as far as I can. I can remember 50 cent gas. How many can remember less than 20 cent gas? People are going, there's gas that was 20 cents? Yeah, it's the same stuff 
It's just more expensive. But I, I have the ability, as do you, to go back and rewind our memory. We all possess that, that ability. Being Memorial Day weekend, I want to speak to you about remembering and not forgetting. So I want to use this morning as a title, Rewind. Remember the goodness of God. Before we get to our text, Memorial Day is a time that we remember our, our fallen military heroes. Men and women of all ages who in the line of their duties paid the supreme sacrifice for freedom. In a moment, I'm going to show you a video that begins with taps and then transitions into amazing grace. But before we roll that, let me say that we should never forget the amazing men and women of our military. And I want to honor them this morning. First of all, I want to ask those who are presently or have served personally in our nation's military, I want to ask you to stand, regardless of branch, I want to ask you to stand this morning. Would you recognize these men this morning? And women, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just remain standing and I want to add something. Those of you who are parents that have a son or a daughter in military, would you stand if there's anyone here this morning? Those of you that have a family member, a cousin, a nephew, a niece, what a, a, there is a family member, I want you to stand. Can we honor all of our military this morning? You may be seated. Brother Nate, if you would, roll that video.
is an awesome thing to understand that scripture. We so attribute it to Jesus and Jesus only. But every day across this world, military lay down their lives for friends, for family. Memorial Day is more than a barbecue and a day off. Amen. Don't ever forget this great nation and the price that makes it great. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're looking at Joshua chapter number four. We're going to take communion here in just a few moments, so my time is very important and I want to get to it. And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man for every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every, from every tribe. Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God and into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to, time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. The last phrase, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. These 12 stones set up in an altar-type formation were a trigger for the children of Israel to remember the events of the Jordan River. You, and I've already said it, but you and I need memorial triggers in our lives. I've already told you, Zach, this will always be a stone that you remember. Every time you see this, every time we as a church see Zach, that is a memorial stone to the goodness of God through healing. I showed you a few weeks ago of a literal stone that sits in my office. I call him Mr. Stone. There's a plaque that sits on the front of that that's of Luke chapter number 19 that says that Jesus is talking to the, the Pharisees who are complaining about the noise of the people as they shout Hosanna. And Jesus says to them that if these keep their if they if these are silent, the very stones would cry out. You see, this literal stone is something to remind me to be a person of praise. To be a person that constantly and every day gives thanks and praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're commanded throughout Scripture not to forget. I think the reason that we forget is because it's not at the forefront of our mind. It's not something that we do daily. It's not something that we put in our mind and, and, and become disciplined to remember the events. Example, how many of you have ever gone to bed at night and after a few minutes of laying there, just about ready to doze off, boom, you remember you forgot to read the word today. And the reason you remembered that is because reading the word is a discipline in your life that you do daily. 
it is at the forefront of your mind. And just because a day gets busy and our mind gets to go in a thousand different directions, the moment that we stop and pause and lay down, all of a sudden we remember something that we forgot because it was important to us. How many people, church people, Christian people, lay down and never give it a moment's thought of not reading God's word? Several years ago, the doctor put me on blood pressure medicine. I can't tell you how many times I forgot to take it because it wasn't a routine in my life. It wasn't something that I was accustomed to. Now, I have pills at my, at, at, on my, that sit on my dresser, and I have pills that sit at my desk. And if I get to work and I forget it, I've got it. If I leave the house and take it, I may take it double here. I don't know. But I've got in all places something to remind me, take my blood pressure medicine. Being commanded to remember or not to forget, God is telling us this needs to be part of your life. It doesn't just be something that you do every now and then, but in the command, in the word that says remember. We read in Joshua that God said, I want you to set it up as a memorial that when your children ask you what do these stones mean, your brain that you have has the ability to recall the events of crossing Jordan. And when they ask, we are to share with them that story. Communion is a great example Communion is set up as a spiritual stone in our lives. It is to remind us of an event. Now, it is an ordinance of the church, but how many knows it goes so far beyond just something that we do in God's house? You see, Jesus, when he was sharing this meal with the disciples, made two specific comments about the importance of remembering. He said, one, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And then just a moment later, he says, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. See, in just a few moments, we're going we're gonna to pass out the, 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 the emblems this morning. And while you're holding that cup and while you're holding that little sliver of bread, God is saying to us, remember me. Remember the price. Remember the events. Now, I was not there at his crucifixion, but when you read it in the Word, when you've lived it your life, when you've heard stories and you've heard sermons, you, it's as if I was there. So this morning when we hold the emblems, remember Jesus. Because these are, this is a stone in our lives. Our thoughts and our hearts should be focused upon the Lord, upon his sacrifice, and upon his love. At the close of service today, we're going to take communion together. But as I was looking toward this service this, uh, for this morning, the Lord directed me to a different scripture that I want to share in kind of a close. Go to Deuteronomy chapter number 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 8. And I'm, I'm going to just preach here for just a moment and a moment more and probably another moment and maybe another two. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want you to listen to what this says. 
Verse number six, therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and the hill and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose, out of whose hills you shall dig copper. And when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware. Everybody say beware. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statues which I command you today. I've seen the following scenario play out more times than I can count someone's life has or is falling apart they lose a job they lose a marriage they lose their health they lose a loved one something in their life is crashing in around them and they find themselves at church and sometime in that service as their broken lives they find their way to god they experience his grace they experience his mercy they receive such a great love from him as he embraced they received christ and then they began to head down the appropriate road the straight and narrow but when things start getting better health gets better marriage looks like it's going to survive you find another job the crisis of the moment that brought you to church all of a sudden is being resolved before you and once it's resolved we forget god i'm sure that you've seen this happen I'm sure that there are people that you can know and you can remember and maybe even know them by name and maybe even related to them that they're only at church when things are happening bad. And when you see them in church, it's just an automatic response and it shouldn't be, but it is. When you see them, your first thought is, well, I wonder what's up now. It's because people use God as an aspirin bottle. I got a headache, I'm going to go to God. I got a crisis, I'm going to go to God. Something's falling apart, I'm going to go to God. And God, when you fix it, when you heal me, when you mend me, when you make all things better, I will walk out of here, leave you for a season, but Lord, the next time the crisis happens, I'll be back. Is it any wonder, and please, please, please hear my heart, is it any wonder that we know people who, who go from crisis to crisis to crisis? I wonder if it's God in his mercy saying, you know what? I need you to stay with me. I need you to stay with me. And the only way you're going to stay is if somehow there's a crisis in your life. You see, I believe that God wants relationship with us more than he wants to fix our crisis. Oh, that would have been a great place to say amen. But so often we'll be back the next time the pain arises. The one thing, and hear me, the one thing that causes people to forget God just might be God's goodness in their lives. 
Because when he fixes it, they're off to do what they want to do. We're commanded that when God brings, to, brings us to a place and he shows favor upon our lives and he blesses our lives and all of a sudden we see the goodness and we see the, 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 the things in our lives begin to prosper, they, they, things begin to go right, we've got a good job, we've got a good income. As the word says, when he brings you into a land that, that has water and flows with olive oil and has fruit, and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to be full and the word says that when you are full don't forget God so often we get full and we forget God but I can tell you this morning that while you're here today God wants to bless you he wants to pour his favor upon you he wants to shine his face upon you so that you are elevated so that you that the people of this world can know you but he wants to do it in a way that you don't forget him don't forget God. Some people in the church need to press the rewind button and remember how God's been good to you and get back to the place that God wants you to be. You see, God brought you out and is bringing you out in a place of blessing and his favor so that you will remember him. He wants you to remember. You see, if you continue to read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, you find these words. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives power to get wealth. And you thought it was your talent. And people think, well, look what I did. Look, look, look at what I can do. Look at my talents, my abilities. Look at all. And, and the word plainly says, it's God that gives that to you. And if you back up, Before we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, the word says, You shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years. He's the one that fed you manna from heaven. He's the one that kept your garments from wearing out all these years. And we think it's us. Folks, the word says we can do nothing outside of being connected to the branch. If we're not connected to God, oh my goodness. The old hee-haw song plays a big part in our lives. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Because that's all we have. But when we're connected to God and God's favor is upon us and God's blessings are upon our lives, Deuteronomy says, don't forget God. Because I can assure you in the words of Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Real quick. Real quick, this passage in Deuteronomy speaks to three groups of people. One, those who have been blessed and have forgotten. Two, those who are presently enjoying the blessings of God. And three, those whom God is about to take into a new place of blessing. One, Jesus is speaking to the in, in, in speaking to the seven churches in Revelation, the word says, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. Let me tell you that God did not bring you out so that you can go back. God didn't bring you out of the hog pen and wash you off so that you can climb back in it. God did not deliver you from that habit so you can pick it back up again. 
God did not heal you of that disease so that you can go back to where you came from. But God wants to show his favor upon you. And he also wants you not to forget him. If you find yourself having forgotten or having left God sitting on the sideline till the next crisis, it's time to stop playing church and get in a personal relationship with God that affects your life other than on Sundays. Don't just, so many people are, have this, I'm entitled to this. Oh my goodness, if I had time to preach this morning, do you know what we're entitled to as sinners? It's not but by his mercy and by his grace that we can even come before him today. Can you imagine standing before him in reality, standing before God in our own selves? Goodness, we're in a world of hurt. So if you find yourself this morning here because of crisis, Get a hold of God, absolutely. Let God do a miracle in your life. But don't forget him when you walk out the door. It's like walking into the doctor's office. Doctor, I have this pain, it hurts. Here, let me fix it. Here's a a pill, take it. And we walk out and we don't ever think about the doctor again. We come to church, it's the same way. Jesus, I have this pain. He takes care of it and we walk out the door and we never thank him again. Folks, don't forget God. The second group, number two, if you find yourself enjoying the blessings in your God, the blessings in your life right now, remember to give thanks. Remember to give thanks. Remember, it's God that did it. I told this story last Sunday night. I had the opportunity to preach at Gurdon First Assembly and also conduct a business meeting. Thanks to Brother Eric for taking care of services here last Sunday night. But I told this story. If you went to Gildner and you bought you a brand new truck, top of the line, Ford, of course. But anyway, you bought a $40,000 vehicle. And you were like, wow. And the next day, somebody came up to you, wrote you a check, and paid it off. Now, what would your conversation be? Would your conversation be about the debt you owed or about the man who paid it off? Think about it. Would you go the rest of the week complaining about a $40,000 bill that you're not really sure how you're going to take care of. No. You would talk about the guy that came and paid it off. Folks, if God is blessing you, talk about him. Point people. You want to know why I sing? You want to know why I smile? You want to know why that my life is a joy right now? You want to know why? It's because of Jesus. Let me tell you what's about Jesus. But then there's that third group. And I'm hurrying. I thank you for staying with me. But here's that third group. There are people in here right now that God is fixing to shine favor upon you unlike you've ever seen before. Mm, Somebody needs to grab hold of that. Jesus says, because of your faithfulness, because you've been faithful with little, I'm fixing to give you more. How many wants more? 
You see, I believe that these two groups of people, the ones who have been blessed and forgotten and the ones that are blessed and enjoying it, there's some of us sitting on the sideline going and, and, and in, a, in a positive way, not a complaining or whining way. We're like, hey, hey, God, don't forget about me either. I've served. I've been faithful. I've done everything that you've asked me to do, God, and I'm going to walk with you. But, Lord, can I be brought into this new land? God, can I be brought into this promised land of goodness where milk and honey flow, Lord? I want to experience the favor of God in my life. You see, I believe God is speaking to someone and to some more than someone's, and he's saying you've been faithful while walking in the wilderness. It's about time you enter a land of plenty. Amen. You've been faithful while serving in obscurity. I'm fixing to promote you before people. You've obeyed me in giving when the well looked dry. Now the heavens are fixing to open and pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain. Listen to me. I believe it's prophetic of God. That which is barren is about to be fruitful. That which has been in lack is about to have an abundance. That which the enemy has used for harm, God's fixing to turn it around and make it for his good and for his glory. What we need to understand this morning is God is about to promote, about to show favor, about to prosper some people at Trinity Temple Assembly of God. And when he does, don't forget him. Set it up as a stone to remember. Don't quit now. Never, never, never give up the journey is not yet complete coach yesterday speaking to the graduates made this comment coach eldridge he said although you're done you're not really done although there's one place that you can kind of put a period. We start a new sentence now. Now listen to me. I believe this morning that God is soon to take you to a land of plenty. But don't forget him. Because the moment we forget him, the moment we may find ourselves back in the wilderness. Again, I'm, I, I'll, when I wrote these words down yesterday, I just felt God brand them as prophetic to somebody. And that is these words again. Let me, let me say it again and let me close. That which is barren is about to be fruitful. And that which has been in lack is about to receive abundance. Don't forsake or forget God. Lord, we didn't even get to the place that we're at this morning without your help. But Lord, I also understand that this is not the end of the journey either. And I pray this morning, Lord, for those that may be in this room that have once been blessed, once experienced your favor upon their lives, but now have walked away and forgotten you. I know sometimes, Lord, you use the things 
the crisis in our life to grab hold of our attention to bring us back to where we need to be so we can focus upon you. And maybe, God, that's what's happening in somebody's life even now. The crisis of the moment, Lord, the the difficulty, the circumstances, Lord, for whatever reason, have brought them to the house of God this morning. Lord, I don't pray. I don't pray, Lord, that you don't bless them because, Lord, I want you to. I want you to solve. I want you to resolve the issues of their life. I want them to see you at work in their life. I want them to experience the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that's working in abundance in this place. God, don't let us forget you.